Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Our experience is instant entertainment, instant water, instant food. We've got automatic washing machines, automatic cars. We've got instant phone connection. We can carry it in our pocket. Doesn't even need a wire or a plug. We don't have to wait for anything, Robbo. We want something, we got it. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we started looking at a new definition of the word weird, and we covered the first two letters of that. It was W-E-I-R-D. So we've covered Western and educated, and we're going to continue to unpack what weird looks like from this Western mindset, and I guess understanding the difference between a Hebrew or a biblical mindset as opposed to a Greek or philosophical mindset. And so Western and educated were the two words that we looked at Last time, we're going to continue to unpack this new definition of weird today. Yeah, it's funny. If you read through the book of Acts, and Paul had a lot to do trying to share the gospel with various different um, communities in Asia Minor and around Greece and, and all the rest of it. And he his biggest issue with them was he even tried quoting some of the philosophers of the day to try to appeal to them, but it, they could, it was too hard for them to understand because they had this ethereal, analytical, philosophical, spiritual blah, blah, blah going on that to try to imagine that God could be physical and dwell among us and pay for our penalty for sin was like <laughs> too much for them. Mm. And that's again, this, that is the difference between um, the the way a, J- a Jewish person who believes in Judaism will understand the scripture that it's physical, it's practical, it's logical. There's a a, a physical doing of something, whereas the Greek mindset is we just want to spiritualize everything. We just want to argue it away, gain a lot of knowledge, but then 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 what? Mm. What's the point? Well, that was the example with Paul in, at Mars Hill, where he spoke philosophically yeah. and quoted the poets, and then they said. Excellent. Let's talk about this again next time. So that they were just thinking, well, this is good. We're enjoying the uh, the discussion, but they, it wasn't actually hitting them in their heart. Precisely. And it actually, and if you look at Paul's habit after that, he didn't do it again. Mm. He actually didn't go on to quote philosophers and the rest of it again. When he was leaving the, the elders at Ephesus, when he was saying goodbye to them, he said, I have not ceased but to preach Christ and him crucified mm. all the time. That became his mantra because the philosophy leads to nothing. Mm. So we're kind of looking at the fact that in 1 Corinthians 1 20 to 29 Paul talked about God choosing the foolish things of the world to confound the wise to ensure that his plans were achieved and that everybody knew that he was the one who was achieving them and this definition of weird that we in the cultural west which is so influenced so heavily influenced by the Greek mindset is weird we're really totally weird compared to all the other cultures around the world and so we're looking at industrialized what does that mean our lives have been so incredibly transformed in our modern world we actually have no understanding or connection to what life was like in generations past. We don't sustain ourselves by working alongside our family members to planting for the seasons Mm. and raising our own animals. I I know that we have farmers and fishermen. I, I know that. 
but they select those particular career paths. The rest of us, it's not like that. Whereas this was normal day-to-day living for most people. They looked to supply their own sustenance and, and trust in God for the rain, for the crops, for the harvests, for the seasons, believing that God was going to bring forth fruit, uh, food from the earth. We don't do that now. Our faith is in ourselves and our modern society. I mean, Th- those um, that kind of a lifestyle is really foreign to us, very, very foreign to us. Um, you know, our experience is instant entertainment, instant water, instant food. Um, we've got automatic washing machines, automatic cars. We've got instant phone connection. We can carry it in our pocket. Doesn't even need a wire or a plug. Um, Never-ending internet. We don't. We don't have to wait for anything, Robbo. We want something. We got it. Mm. And you know, we, we can. We can jolly well jump in a plane and fly around the world in 24 hours, send a rocket to the moon, and a guy can walk on the surface of it if he wants to. Mm. That's how advanced we are technologically. We can plot and scheme and plan. Governments promise the world. They deliver nothing. And we've put all of our hope and our trust into ourselves, into our our engineering, into our uh, our intelligence, into the machinery that we can build into our trade agreements, into the money that we can make. And all of those in and of themselves, there's nothing wrong with those things per se. But we put all of our faith and trust in them and then we say, see, don't need God. Mm. He doesn't even exist. But we, we are the fountain of wealth and knowledge and wisdom and all things wonderful and we are the orchestrators of our own destiny. And that kind of reminiscent of something that happened in Genesis chapter 11 and verses 1 to 9. I'm not going to read the whole lot, just a little bit. And it was what happened at the Tower of Babel. And they said, come, let's build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven and let's make for ourselves a name. Otherwise, we'll be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. And part of the reason when you look into it, they wanted to build a tower that got them up into the heavens because they wanted to watch the stars because um, they wanted to be able to read the stars. And one one day we might actually look at the roots of astrology and, and all of that stuff and what the Bible has to say. Um, but they wanted to be able to look ahead into the future so they would never have to trust God again. Mm. And God had said, but I told you to go out into all the world and multiply and fill the world. Mm. And they're saying, nope, we're staying all in this one place. We're all of one language, one mind. We don't need you, God. We're doing our own thing. God went, <coughs> <laughs> and he confused their language. And even though they didn't want to, they dispersed throughout the whole of the earth and did exactly what God commanded them to do in the first place. But now, with all different languages. Mm. Well, the heart of man has not changed. He still thinks he's hotter than God, still thinks he's smarter than God, still thinks that his reasoning and rationale is vastly wiser than God, and he's silly. Mm. He's just foolish, as as you said before. That's what Paul said. Um, I mean, you know, Paul was such a smart guy. <laughs> he was such a smart guy. You know, mankind really needs to understand that if you stand in opposition to God, you put yourself in a really, really precarious position. Mm. And it's not going to make the slightest bit of difference. God is still going to do what he wants to do. And I I think one of my favorite Psalms is, well, it is one of my favorite Psalms, I don't think, I know. It's Psalm 2. And that's where it says, why do the nations plot this vain thing? And they're scheming and conspiring together against God to overthrow him. And my, I love it where it says, and God sits in heaven and he laughs. 
as though, like, really? You're like a bunch of ants down there. Like, mm. that's nothing. God is going to do what God is going to do. But we've got to be on his um, – I want to say on his side. We do. We need to be on his side. We've got to understand his word. But if you want to understand it, you've got to know what it meant when it was written. You've got to understand the culture and what he was trying to communicate. And, um, I mean, we think we're so – we think we're so smart and enlightened. These are the words that you hear all the time. But we are, we're so smart that we kill our unborn children before they're even allowed to take a breath. We declare that our biology means nothing. And we actively dismantle our families and create chaos in every sphere of our society and declare that God is dead. And, uh, thousands, uh, this, to this thunderous enlightenment that we stand under this banner of. We are weird. It's weird to do that. Mm. It's weird to kill our own offspring and then say, "Look how smart we are." Yeah, it's it's well, maybe it's not just in, maybe it's not weird. We're insane. Yeah, it does. It doesn't make any sense. Whereas in these ancient Eastern cultures, family was everything. This is how you built strength. This is how you fortified your cities and you strengthened your borders. You had children. You increased your population. We're killing ours. I mean, we're weird and we think we're so smart, but we have more yet to learn because we're, the weirdness increases <laughs> <laughs> and we'll look at that in the next program as well. We've done three letters of this word weird so far, Western, educated and industrialised, and we're going to find out what the R and D will stand for as we wrap up our look at the new definition of weird next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 